generate is supporting my vision to improve the financial literacy of 100,000 Kiwis by sponsoring Keep the Change. Cheers, Generate. Head to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to find out more. Too many of us signed up to a KiwiSaver plan without much thought. And signing up is great, but if you've never got advice before, you could be missing out. Your KiwiSaver account could become one of your biggest assets over your lifetime. That's why getting expert advice early and ensuring you're in the right fund is so worthwhile. Generate have a team of KiwiSaver advisors available to help. Head to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to book a no obligation meeting. They can even come to you. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited, and of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. Welcome back. We are ripping through 30 lessons from my life regarding finances because it's my birthday month. Let's get straight into this one. I want to try and keep this one under 15 minutes so I might talk a bit faster, but it sort of flows in from number two where we were talking about wasting money. And number three is about consumer finances because shit, I had some battles and some fun with these things. Now, I think what happened was I then graduated into uh, the next stage of my life where I got to wear that grey pinstripe suit I was telling you about and I had a pretty steady income from a reliable source of income, and it was consistent. And then I learned, wow, you can get these cards, and they give you more cash to spend, and you just have to pay it back. And if you meet your repayments, you're fine, but if you don't, they're going to charge you interest. And I thought, well, I can, I can meet my repayments because I've got my consistent grey suit income coming in, So let's go and buy some shit on these plastic cards. Now, here's some dumb shit I brought. I went and I brought a lazy boy, a single lazy boy. One Sunday with my good mate Josh. Josh might be listening to this and he'll be pissing himself because he'll remember. Um, It's funny now looking back, but I've always wanted a lazy boy, I decided. And I'd never had one. And so we went to the Harvey Norman one Sunday, hungover I think and sat in a few seats and found this absolutely comfy chair and I said to the I found a guy and I said mate I want this chair it's outstanding and he said you can't because you've got to buy it as a whole furniture suite and I'm like what do you mean he said well you need they there's two of them and it comes with couches I said well I don't want that because it's just me because I'm flat so it's just going to be my seat in the flat and he said okay well I'll see if I can price it up on its own which then meant that the next person was going to have to have one less seat for their furniture suite that or set. And anyway, he said, I think it was like 1800 bucks. And I'm like, mean, can you finance it? And he's like, yeah, we've got finance. I'm like, sweet. And he's like, well, you'll need to fill out this application. I filled out the application. And sure enough, they delivered this lazy boy to me. And I had an $1,800 lazy boy that was leather. And I reclined in it and watched TV in our flat and people come and wrecked it and we had a rabbit that lived at our house for a bit too and it probably shat on it and chewed it as well and to be fair it did last a few years of my life where it ended up a different place I ended up taking it up to the Taranaki so from the Manawatu so there's some cost in taking it up there but I was just uh, I was just a reckless young lad who discovered that you could get more money than you had through 
these finance arrangements and I would repay them. Uh, and then I decided that I really wanted like a real good bed. So I went back to the Harvey Norman and said, what's the go of that Super King? I had a massive, uh, massive bed at my, uh, sorry, a massive room at my flat. And they're like, I was like, I'd fit a Super King in that easy. So I got the Super King bed and financed that bad boy. I think it was like 4,000 something maybe. And uh, then I realized like, shit, none of my single bed sheets fit this king size bed. So then I had to go and buy a stack of linen and whatnot from the old Briscoes and probably finance that too. I can't even remember what these cards were, but I think I got a cue card very early. I've actually still got a cue card and it's got, would you believe it, a $15,000 limit. I've paid the thing off entirely a long time ago, but I still have it. And I was actually thinking, why do I still have this? I don't need this. And then I looked at, I got a statement just this week gone. It was like, you haven't paid your account fee. So I paid them $25 to have this card that I don't even use. Then I'm like, well, maybe I'll just keep it because, you know, then I've got some access to some finance if I want it. But, well, I, I just don't really need it. But anyway, I'm now paying them a fee for something I don't really need. But again, I think what happened was I was earning good money and I was reckless with my cash. And then I got uh, even higher paying job with a consistent income where I got to wear my grey suit and I thought I was hot shit and I learned about how these finance things were interest free and I thought well I can go and have some of the things that I don't even need and I can repay them because I can afford to and that's what I did so I'd have a lazy boy I I just had I can't even remember what other stupid shit I went and brought a bed um probably appliances and stuff and I would just go and get things on finance because because I could and then a lot of my income would end up being repaying these loans. So I'm trying to think, I'm like, what like, what was in me that was driving me to do this stuff? And I wonder if it's like maybe a little bit of like unhappiness or unhappiness of the jobs and stuff I was doing maybe. So I was trying to spend money to find some peace and happiness and uh, fulfillment. I don't know, maybe I was trying to impress people. It's hard to kind of go back 10 years into your mindset and be like why was I doing this shit but partly I think I was doing it because I could and I was exciting and you know I could I could I could borrow money effectively from the Harvey Norman and repay them and it was just eye-opening to me and so I was starting to learn all these different things you could do and but again really it was just wasting money because I was just buying shit that I didn't need and I've said so many times and keep the change lessons for you you know, don't buy dumb shit. And it's because I'm talking to myself. I'm, I'm reminding myself and I'm talking to the 24-year-old Luke that had now gone through puberty and had his finance and could buy his lazy boy. Like, seriously, a lazy boy. Are you an idiot? Um, I haven't sat in a lazy boy for I don't know how long, but just bizarre. I must have really, really wanted a lazy boy. So there, there I was getting access to these different types of finance and, and getting exposure to them. So, you know, there'll be some of you that'll be doing the exact same thing still and using finance and, and thinking I might be judgmental, but I want you to know that I'm not because I've been there and I've done it. And that's where some of these lessons come from for you is to not do these types of things. And I think eventually you've got to figure out how to get yourself away from the traps of these offerings. And there's a saying that I often use in business and it's, Just because you can doesn't mean you should. And just because I can go and finance a lazy boy boy, doesn't mean I should go and do that. 
because I think what it did for me is it started to teach me bad habits of just financing heaps of stuff. And as finance progressed and credit uh, progressed, sorry, more, more, more and more things were financeable. And today you can go to Countdown and you can pay for your groceries on credit and you've got 90 days to pay them. And now there's afterpay and all these different types of things. So those types of offerings are always evolving. But the thing that has never changed is that they are encouraging us to spend, to buy things ahead of actually being able to afford them. So I'll say that again. Finance in these terms like credit and buy now, pay later and whatnot, they've all progressed and they've advanced and they've improved and they've become sexier, they've become pastel colours, they've become one words, they've all innovated, but the thing that's at the heart of all of them is getting you to get stuck in the cycle by buying things that you don't need and that you can't afford, but making you feel great about the fact that you can have them ahead of actually being able to afford them. I wonder if I saved up two grand or whatever that lazy boy cost me and got it out in cash and walked in there and handed it over if I still would have brought it. Now that's why some people really still like transacting in cash because it makes them think about what they're handing over. These days it's very easy to tap and go and to pay wave and to buy now and to pay later and all these different things and you're not really caring about the money because you're not you're thinking, well, I'm just I'm paying it back in three instalments or I'm paying it back, this lazy boy, back in 26 instalments or whatever it is. But you start to progress to the next thing. you know. So then it become the bed and then it become uh, probably different appliances and different things like that. And then I even uh, I went overseas later on in some of these lessons, which we'll get to because there's one written down, travel to Las Vegas. So tune in for that one. Shit, that's going to be bad. Um, and you know, I financed some of that trip. There was finance for that. There's literally finance for anything. You can probably you can finance finance these days. You can probably well, can I borrow to get more borrowing? Yeah, well you can. It's just bizarre. What you need to be careful of is that you don't get caught in the cycle. And what you can now see through these three lessons is I was shit with money already, so then I was gonna be shit with having more money. So I couldn't manage the money that I did have, so then I'd go and get access to more money and then be shit with that too. So we're taking forward bad habits into different forms of cash and one is an income I'm earning and the other is debt which is effectively got to be paid back out of after tax income. So whenever you take debt, say you get two grand of debt for my lazy boy, really that's like getting a three grand pay rise say because that debt is going to need to be repaid via after tax income. We don't have, we don't get taught that we don't get, we don't think about that we think oh it was you know that that thing's only two grand well really you know it's it's three grand before tax or, or whatever it is you know say it's two thousand eight hundred depending on where you're at in the tax brackets and stuff like that but that is um that is a, a very harsh lesson to learn when you just continue to blow cash on shit you don't need and the the job that I was doing in my grey pinstripe suit. I got an allowance for travel, so I was always keen to do the travel jobs because I would think, well, I'm going to get 65 bucks a day, I think, and I would try and live lean as when I was on these travel jobs, and I would start spending it in my head ahead of getting it, and I would think, okay, well, I'm going to be able to buy that bed now, so I might as well go and finance it because all I've got to do is do five of those 
travel jobs and I'm going to get, you know, there's $1,000 or something that I wouldn't, wouldn't normally get paid. It's an allowance and I'll just pay down that, I'll just pay that bed down by 1000 bucks. But do you think I'd do it? No, because there'd be something else would pop up in the meantime or there'd be some party that I'd go to or some other way to sabotage some of that cash or do something stupid because I was just continuing to carry on bad habits of being wasteful with money. So I would say, you know, you should only be using those consumer finance type options if you're really good with money and you can use them to your advantage and they don't use you. Because most of those products will end up using us in some way. Look at this cue card. It's still using me. It's like, hey, mate, you haven't paid your account fee. It's now overdue. We'll put some interest on it as well. And there's probably two of those a year. So they are using me in the form of me paying for an account fee for a card I don't even use. Plus, it's mental rent. It's just me spending rent and time thinking about something that I'm not even using. Be very, very careful when you use these products. They are designed by very sharp people. And do you know what they're trying to do? They're trying to make a profit. They don't care about you. They don't care about you being able to get your lazy boy. You think they do, but really, they are businesses built off the back of making a profit. There's nothing wrong with making a profit, but often we can think that, oh, these products are great. They're designed for us, and they're like all about the consumer, and they're in our favor. Well, if they weren't making good money, they wouldn't be operating. So don't think that, They are these amazing products for all of us to take advantage of because there's a high chance that they're actually taking advantage of us. Again, consumer finance. Is it serving you well? Is it serving you poorly? How can you break the habit? Can you get out of it? Do you really need it? How can you build a plan to pay it off? I've done an entire webinar on identifying your debt that costs a high amount of money and going and figuring out what that is. Say it's five grand and going, righto, my goal for next year is to earn five grand that I currently don't have. I've got 12 months to do it, so I can break it down via each month. And you're going to go away and you're going to pay that debt down and you're going to get rid of that consumer finance because it's not good for you and it's not serving you well. That has been a very quick one. I've kept that under 15 minutes, like I said. Consumer finance, I've been guilty of it. I've still got my card. You know, I haven't been able to completely let go. But be careful. Ensure that you're using it and that it's not using you. That was my lesson number three from my life regarding consumer finance. You can see that these are a little bit uh, ordered in sort of the journey of my life and at which time I may have learned about them. So uh, at the moment we are covering me going from school, uh, university to out into the real world into my grey suit earning some income. We'll see you in lesson number four. See you tomorrow.